Thank you for tuning in to Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast, a show that's real, raw, and rough. We talk about life, sports, kids, money, relationships, you name it, we got it. So come on in, grab a seat on the couch, and let's get this show started. All right, all right, friends and family, we are back for another week of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. This week, I got my man, Mr. Prez, to my right. Yep, back up in here. And the man, Hudrico, is out of the office today. The man mm. just took a flight back from Vegas. Still sleeping. Still sleeping. Slept 13 hours on the flight and still you know tired. I mean? Hey, I don't blame him. He had to take his kids to practice. So you got me and Frank today with people. And then we also got a special guest later on with the uh, relationship segment. I got my wife coming in to tackle a few uh, questions from some listeners. Uh, on the docket today, we got some sports stuff with Lux retirement, uh, the injury to Lamar Miller, the running back from the Texans. Got some stuff to talk about what uh, Dwight Howard returning to the Lakers. And, yes, sir. And a few other things uh, with sports. Uh, definitely, we got the man cave music segment. A shit ton of music has come it up this past a week. Lot. So we're gonna try to get through the ones that we've listened to, and definitely give you a uh, you know something you can catch up on or or get to if you haven't listened to it yet. And then from there, man, we got our, I think we got our couch of the week, and then we are out. Hey, man, Frank, what's good with you, man? Oh, man, uh, everything's still good, man. We got somebody else here right now. Oh, we do. We got a special, very, very special guest. We got my wife, Jasmine, in the house. What's going on, Jazz? Oh, God, don't play shy. <laughs> don't play so shy. So, man, we got a few questions, and, uh, you know, we've been needing the ladies' perspective, so hopefully you can help us out here. So the first question, what do you do when your educational experience and status separate from your spouse? So why are you talking about, like, different degrees? One is educated, the other one is not. Yeah, pretty like, much, if you if there's a stark difference between their education, whether they have a whole lot or, you know, not really finishing up or, I mean, you can go plenty of different ways with it. It's just a gap. I think that just depends on the couple, the person. One person might be jealous of what the other one has accomplished and the other one is just probably just doing their thing. It's just maturity levels. But what if you met that person and they didn't have a whole lot of ambition to go to school and, and be a, a bookworm, so to speak? How do you expect them to like just why do you expect them to change? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I feel like that person probably changed. It, it all depends on the situation. Like, did they come into it and like one was going to school while the other one was working? I mean, and you this. can't force anybody to change. So if they just don't have the ambition to do it, you knew who that person was when you got into the relationship with them, right? So then you have to trust mm-hmm. that they might get motivated. And if they don't, then you're going to have to do what you have to so do. So you, you're a firm believer of the seasons change. People don't, huh? A little bit, but I mean... um, Honey, when we met, you didn't have <laughs> education, so no, no I, correction. I didn't, force, I didn't force you to go back to school. No, no, you didn't. She threw down some strong hints, though. No, I'm just <laughs> nah, saying. She, she so really, I'm saying when we met, right? I had just finished up my bachelor's degree, and he had taken some classes, but he was in a breaking period, so. I didn't, it never came up that I was like, well, you need to go back to school. No, yeah, she ain't never say that, but like, it it was one of those things where I, I was a career student. You know how on your, uh, your annual evaluation, you just had to have. Like 10 years of school, huh? Yeah, exactly. I'm still doing that career student thing. I ain't finished (laughs) up nothing. I I changed the book degree by three times. That's, that's one of my problems too. So it would start all over and it would seem like such a, a daunting task to finish to where I always would put it off and put it off and not like follow through on any degree plan that I signed up for. So after being in like what, 10 years or so, I just finally settled down and started to do it. But you didn't, you never really told me to do it. It was more so like, it was always a goal of mine. It's just like, you know, just got pushed further and further and further to the back as time went along. So what I'm did- a firm believer that actions speak louder than words. So if that person who has all these educational goals is doing what they need to do, maybe she or he really is motivating their significant other to do better. And then you could also flip it in this way. Like while you 
are the one that may be the, the one that's getting all these things accomplished. Maybe that person is falling back and taking care of things at home that you typically don't take care of because you have to study so much. You have to be at class or whatever you have to do involving that, you know, that education that may be the role that they take. Now, however, if you're a little older in life and more seasoned as we are, it may be a little different. Your kids are a little bit older. You know what I mean? They may, or they may not be in the house at all. Yeah. So you ain't really actually probably doing nothing but, you know, just working your job day to day. But then it's kind of hard to just jump start and go back to that school thing again, I would think. So I think that will be part of the problem, too. You've been away for too long and you're kind of getting kind of scared. So sure it can nerd. start getting a separation. Unless you're an undercover nerd. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's hard, man. It's hard because as you kind of gain a little bit more education uh, as far as accolades, you know, it just depends on who you with. I was on one hand motivated by you to get my stuff done. Like I can't have you continuing to, you know, you know, progress. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm just sitting there just not doing anything with my life. And especially when that was a goal of mine to begin with. So that's kind of where I was with it. But for somebody that doesn't have goals and never had goals, then you kind of got to assess that situation <laughs> as is. If they came into it without goals, then you kind of stuck with what you're stuck with. Yeah. You know, so. But if you've already started it, you know what I'm saying? You started taking a couple of classes or whatever. You're just on a break. At least you're showing some sort of ambition. Like that doesn't mean that. You just want to be lazy. But what if you flip it to like not even just educational goals, just goals in life? Like, so I would say that's what it is because like my educational goals like goes one route. But like I said, like I start doing something and then like halfway through and I'm like, ah, I don't like this no more. It's not really like where I'm going. That's because uh, people change. Yeah, people change. I thought you just said seasons change. People don't. Yeah, not I people don't. change. But now. I- Look at this. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. We seeing the uh, transformation happen right before our eyes. This is true. This is <laughs> true i can't even deny that but people do change but i'm saying like as you get older you might start off with one thing and then you get older and you decide that you're more interested in something something else so then you might want to change your your career path your educational goals or whatever to do something different true if you're taking a few years to figure that out is your mind gonna change buddy yeah, I mean, but as long as you're doing something, that's what I see. Just just as long as you're improving yourself, I think that's what the bigger assessment. Yeah, like that's first thing completing their their overall uh, educational goal to your liking. But as long as they keep improving themselves and it's helping out the family, right? And that's I the agree. support. That's the traditional sense. But like, there's probably things that you may have be passionate about. That let's say you wanted to open a barber shop or something like that. Like if you never taking any steps to achieving that goal, then that, that could also be a problem relationship wise, because it's like, damn, when are you going to pick something and stick with it instead of just always, you know, doing 20% here, quit 20% here, quit. And then that's cool and all, but like, you never like finishing out the goal. So that may be an issue in certain relationships. The way I look at it though, like me keep switching, constantly switching like this. I'm not an expert on anything, but you know, I, I dabbled in quite a few things, and I know quite a, quite a bit. Like, hey, I got some little bit of computer experience. I got a little <laughs> human resource management. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, that could all work for you, though. You can all make that work in some little business or something. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's just part of finishing whatever your goal is. It don't have to be education, but I, I also think that if you are a flimsy person, that would be an issue with me. It'd be like, damn, baby, how, like if you were into several different things and you never completed any of those things, I would be like, damn, well, why did you, especially when you put money into it or, you know, whatever the case may be, they you do never say finish. that it shows signs that you might not be stable. So that might lead to something else. Would you feel a way like if your roles were reversed, Frank, like if your wife made like say six figures or something like that and you, you know, you made, what you made at a regular nine to five, which would be respectable. Yeah. Would you feel a, a way about it internally? Like that, damn, she makes this amount of money and she's out doing these cool things. She's on the jet one week heading to this, this, uh, you know, location next week, she's doing this big business meeting and you just no disrespect to garbage, man, but you just a man. garbage man or just, a, you just got a regular. I think uh, that, see that, that little portion that's going to, 
go a different direction because that's going to mess with my dream. Like me internally, <laughs> it's gonna change up my drive. I I settle down on something then. If like yeah, you excelling that much comes like hold up, I gotta prepare for the worst because like she doing this and then bam, she like you know what you ain't doing nothing, you ain't bringing nothing in this relationship and skedaddle. I gotta be like man, I gotta be stand on my own too long. So you think that she would feel like you weren't bringing enough to the table? I would. You that's would. that's me personally. That's that's <laughs> that's a different perspective because most people wouldn't admit that they would feel that way. But that's that's what this uh, this listener is kind of getting at to me as far as, um, you know, that person may feel a certain type of way where they like, you know, I don't feel like education is that important. I don't feel like what exactly I do is that important as long as I have a job. I like like you said, like if that was the case, making six figures or something like this. And I would probably went through about four or five failed business by that point. I'm going to try to make something work. I, I would go that route. I would try something. That's, to me, that shows ambition. See, I, the other way around, ambition. I think it's like a mutual little deal. That's what I'm saying. Like your spouse is always going to motivate you to do something and y'all should motivate each other. So I think that's the more the direction. Like y'all got to be, y'all got to work in tandem. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way I think it is. So it's just like if you're going to drive and if it's not driving the other person, then. Yeah, and back to what I was saying earlier, that's that's what drove me. Like you getting your degree and then you were starting your master's degree and then I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I she can't keep attaining all this greatness, and then meanwhile, I'm just here, just you know, going to work, and that's it. Like nothing's coming of it. So, it was a, uh, it was one of those where you could feel inadequate <laughs> as a man by not carrying your weight. You may not be making the same amount of money, but at least I'm gonna crush some of these goals so I could feel like we're on an even playing field. Now, as for you with this, uh, this whole doctorate that you're pursuing, baby. You on your own. <laughs> I no longer feel that way. I'm not doing anything extra. I'm done. I got all the degrees I'm going to have. So what I'm you're good. saying is if I was bringing in all the money, you would be Mr. Oh, Jamal? Yeah, absolutely. This, <laughs> yeah. this this podcast uh, thing would turn into a full-on thing. But I, like I said, I figure it out. That'll be our first failed business. Yeah, I figure it out. <laughs> I figure it out. Like, you know, I think we in a good place to do, to follow different passions yeah. that you, you know, passionate about. And if it pop off fi- uh, financially, cool. If it don't, then it's something that you love to do. Hey, hey we got the money situation covered. Yeah. So, hey, we, we, you we, know we, what I mean? I'm just trying to support, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever she trying to do, go ahead and get this uh, little business popping. I know, you know. Cause push kind of shove, <laughs> you got the other degree to fall back on now. Yeah, yeah, I got my, I got my degree to fall back on if I want to stay in corporate America. But you know, maybe I just want to you know shoot a few, you know, weddings or do some podcasts and do some networking in the media space and, and figure that out. Like I believe what you were trying to say is like uh, you had your situation, you you didn't did the. Your, I didn't uh, you'd did achieve the, your goal. Yeah. Now you back to the supporting role. Gotcha. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I'm back in support. <laughs> Y'all ready for the next one? Yeah. All right. So it says, hey, DSC, I'm a newlywed, and I want to know your thoughts on the situation. What do you do, um, or when do you take a backseat to your ambitions for your family dynamic to work, i.e. living in two separate locations based on job goals? I feel like um, it kind of depends. Like, if you feel like you your ambitions have to take a backseat indefinitely, then that might be a problem. Um, however, when you're newlyweds, though, you have to learn how to compromise. So if you're more concerned about your marriage and making your marriage work, then you're going to have to put that to the forefront. Like, work is going to have to fall to the backseat. For me, work falls to the backseat. As you know, even me being a mom, like, I tell them at work – any day, like five o'clock, I need to pick up my kids. That's where we're gonna go. So family is a much bigger asset to me than worrying about where I'm gonna go in my career. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I kind of feel the same way, and it's just based on uh, at some point somebody's gonna have to fall back, especially if you're both um, career driven. But at the end of the day, man, you're gonna do a lot of that career progression, and you know, getting on whatever goals you you achieve during that time frame but at the end of the day when you look back on it you want your family to be around to celebrate that success and if they're they're really not because you're not prioritizing being together in the same location like you can make things work but i don't think as newlyweds 
that would be the time I want to test the relationship. Yeah, it's much harder so, when you're geographically separated. So I think you, this the family term is going to come into play a lot on this. Like, uh, if you got kids involved, that changes up the whole little deal. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, yeah, I could definitely make it work if I was just a single and just had, had my wife over there. And being ge- ge- geographically separated is not going to be a problem. Obviously, I love you. I gave you, I've crossed that bridge with you already. So, what's your, like, so if you got your dream job, right? Yep. Whatever, whatever that is. And your, your spouse got a dream job in that location. That's going to force you guys to be apart for an extended amount of time. You still cool with that because it, there's no time limit. Your dream job and, and your location aligning with that being in a different location, like that, that would kind of be indefinite to where you guys wouldn't live together and see each other on a daily basis. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, but I mean, if both of us had a dream job, it was the dream job. And like, we can separate the little time. Like, obviously, if they didn't got married at this point. You didn't already thought about this whole deal. That's that ain't something that hopefully happened while you got married. Then you find this dream job. And because now you're putting one thing over the other. But if it was already like geographically separated, it should work. Y'all made it work before the whole little dating phase and everything. It should just be a simple uh, just keep it going. That's what I'm saying. But then once kids come involved, that's the portion that way I think is like, because now who watches the kid? Who has to tell, pull back from their job? And that's that's where it's going to become a little bit more complicated, in my opinion. But just if you're single, like uh, if you're, I mean, not single, but if you're uh, yeah, you not a to. complete family unit yet, dang, that's still the bad way to put it. <laughs> I know, I get, I get it, what you're saying. If you, if you guys don't have any kids, it's, it's, it should seem a little bit easier for you guys to travel and make a schedule work to where yeah. you guys spend time together. Should you be that career driven that you are willing to, you know, be geographically separated though? Like, I, I, me personally, I wouldn't. I mean, we went through that. Um, our first what two, two and a half years, where we were geographically. Yeah, but that's a little different because we tried. So on these dream jobs. How much money are we talking That's, about? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I make it work. Like, if our bank account con- uh, constantly growing, and we know like eventually one of us could quit because like we just stashed away all this money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I'm fine I mean. with it for a little bit. I Dep- it depends. The impression is much harder for men to be geographically separated than women. Is that true? Not necessarily so. because it depends on what age and time frame you are. Yeah. Like, if you used to being alone and y'all you were alone before y'all got married on. A day-to-day basis, it really isn't going to change anything being married, except for now you really, there's a little bit more emphasis on things that you guys discuss as far as future. Like he was talking about with the money and stuff like that. Like if I'm, if if the goal is to buy a house or whatever it is financially, and we would probably make more being apart than me moving to your location or you moving to my location, then let's set that goal and let's achieve it. But this isn't, I would have to enter it with it not being like an extended situation. Like there has to be an end game in this because right. if it's not, I didn't get married to live on separate coasts, separate States, separate countries. I, I didn't get married to do that. I want to be with my wife day in and day out. You know what I mean? Like I said, I don't know. At some point people had to make a decision. On- I think it's, I just think it's going to be harder. It's going to be much harder. And then after a while, you're just going to get used to it. So at the point when you've got used to being separated for so long, are you really going to make it a priority to be under one roof? And that's, that's what I'm saying. It, it shouldn't, it shouldn't. I said it has to be an end game. Like, or somebody has to give up. It's what's y'all end goal? Like, what are y'all working to achieve? So if it's something together, like a house or something like that, once you got that, somebody got to start taking the yeah, back seat. Like somebody got to become the more, the support role. Like right. But if it's not money thing and it's just purely career and position and ha- happiness within that job, uh, and that, that's not, somebody going to have to bite the bullet and not get the, the sexy job with the good position and good for whatever you want to do in the future, career progression or whatever. Like somebody's going to have to bite the bullet and just move to that location until they figure out their way in that new city or whatever the case may be. I don't know. That's that's tough because that sounds like some like somebody gonna be miserable and it's gonna be some ooh arguments be had. But this was. <laughs> it is, it, it but you can't. Huh? I said that does sound tough. It, I mean, it, it is tough, but somebody has to sacrifice. Somebody has to sacrifice, and yeah. everybody, both people, can't be that that career driven because d- does your marriage really 
matter to you at the end of the day? Like, what is the overall goal? Like, do you want to be with this person 15, 20 years from now? Or are you going to look back and be like, you know what? I went and did that job and I crushed it. And somebody's going to take your spot and that right. job is still going to be there. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> Whenever you move <laughs> on, like, so it's, it's kind of going to really get down to what you value more. Your family, your wife, your husband, or that sexy job that is at the end of the day, man, 10, 15 years from now, isn't going to mean nothing if that person isn't in your life and you haven't grown and bonded with them. Unless you own that business and they got your name on it, they're going to get somebody to replace you. Yeah, so (laughs) just going to have to figure it out. But, yeah, so I think uh, did we we tackle that? You got anything else? I don't think else to add to that one because that one. Yep. So I think what you said is a uh, family over job. Yep. Yeah. For me, family, family over job all the time. So, you know, I think, uh, I t- did I take a backseat when we got here to Germany for a job or did we just uh, both want we both wanted to come here? Just, we just wanted to get to Germany. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually took a backseat career wise because you was gone like you was always you were always gone tdy you had a lot going on at work you worked late most of the time so i took the back seat so then here comes the compromise because now you have a different job and now i am having more a bigger role where i may be working working much more late than you or whatever so it's almost like we took time we took turns yeah that's good because i mean somebody had to play catch up on the career portion a little bit too. <laughs> hey, like he 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 did it though, and just started kept running with it too though. Like yeah, he kept running, he kept was, running. Good, but, but now I feel like you you're tired and you need a break. Yeah, I I am tired. It's not fun no more to be gone from your family all the time. And yes, it's cool when you on the initial. Uh, I get into this job and I'm doing great things in this job and I'm traveling to this new, new location. But in the middle of it. Yeah, you be like, man, I, I just want to be home. I want to watch my my TV show. I want to see my daughter or my son running to me when the door opens. Like, it don't really matter that much to me anymore. Yeah. Like, traveling that much, it's cool on the front end, but the back end, I'll be. Yeah, it's cool on that back end when I get that money from that traveling. That 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 little portion yeah, is uh, a little per diem. Hey, that'd it's be nice. nice. <laughs> it's it's nice, man. But but yeah, like you saying, that time away from the family kind of kind of eats at you after a while. Like especially for me. So. Yeah, like it, it hasn't gotten to the point to where you know our younger two kids, they don't really suffer from it too much because they don't have a whole lot of uh, after school activities, and you're not missing a lot of plays, yes. games yet. Kindergarten starts but, next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, so kindergarten with our kids starts next week. So, but he's gonna be in stuff. Kindergarten already. Yeah, yeah, man. He, wow, five on mm. five on Sunday. This Disneyland, huh? That is going crazy. to Disneyland in Paris this weekend too. So who is that a birthday party for? You or him? Uh, that's mama. Mama playing that. <laughs> <laughs> mama playing Paris. Mama playing Paris. So you know she got to do it. Got to be super duper extra with the five year old birthday parties. Yeah, but you know whatever. We got to get out. Hey, of he gonna remember it forever. Yeah. So you remember your fifth? No, yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> Y'all enjoy it, <laughs> but yeah. But thanks, thanks again, Jazz, for filling in on our, our female role because you know she gave me crap like two weeks ago. But I wanted to be on the show when y'all answered Wait, that. That was a particular topic that you discussed that I was interested in. That's Which one? Why it was the soulmates one. Oh, the and soulmate I told question. you I was like, y'all need to do that one. That that's a good one. And then you're like, well, blah blah blah. And then you ended up doing it. So it was a last minute decision. Yeah, it was kind of. It wasn't. It wasn't really planned out. Like we were like, well, we ain't do anything for the relationship segment. Then we just kind of. But it is a good, <laughs> nice every uh, once in a while to get the female perspective on it versus ours all the time. Yeah, because we could be a little ignorant and jaded mm. and cold hearted. True. True. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but just like that, people. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, but yo, woke up to the news, man, was taking a nap. Your man Andrew Luck just <laughs> up and up and retired, man. What do you think about it? Uh, I got a few questions for you, man. So first we'll start with uh the timing of it all. So I think the timing comes down to the point that like uh, 
the man has been injured and he's been on the injured reserve like uh for a minute and they've been hinting around his whole issue but way I see it, it's like he done had these injuries since what twenty like Just his he, second third year in like he he's kind of been injured off and on throughout every little time right so yeah, yeah. separated shoulder uh, something uh, ruptured spleen or something like that uh, it was a few other things man some knee issues like he's had some some nagging injuries and serious injuries but he's come back and still played pretty damn well like he had he was comeback like player five, of the year top five play uh, quarterback every year since maybe his second third when he come back player of the year yeah, last, last year, year yeah, yeah last year so he's making it look like i am i'm getting through it but you know uh the man is an athlete like like through and through like he's Tough through this all this a whole deal. Like people gonna say about talk about the timing, but he did not wait until the season. Like he's doing this before the season start. Like people gonna say, Oh, he could have did it before the draft, da, da, da. But that decision wasn't made. I'm pretty sure right, these right. are injuries that he thought they was gonna heal up and like he had surgery and stuff this off season. But when those stuff just nagging, you, you have been injured? Uh not the, nothing significant like this, not like the injuries he suffered. Probably most I've gotten injured was like a broken nose. That's it while playing football, but I mean, I know people are gonna say like uh, the pay should like just blind him to all that, but I mean, like the man just coming into a family and everything, you start thinking about this long term. If you just got those nagging injuries, like he done made quite a bit of money since being in. Yeah, I want to so, say fifty plus mil. Uh, I think fifty four, fifty eight, something like that, and and they let him keep that bread too. The dude went to Stanford. I'm pretty sure he was investing his money, doing his money right, and everything. Come from a lineage of uh, of Family with money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think he's in a situation where we all want to be, like, when life changes like this and stuff that happens, you want to be comfortable. You can make this decision. This has been my goal for the whole of the time. Like, why I go to work? Like, so if anything happened eventually, like, I just saved me a nice little nest egg and I can quit on my own terms. That's all this man wanted to do was quit on his own terms. So I found it kind of interest, interesting in terms of how uh, – Sports are looked at, and you and I don't know if you were on social media when the news broke and the different hot takes that everybody had. And I'm glad that we only do this once a week, so we can <laughs> kind of digest it. I would love to have my hot take immediately, but as I sat back and thought about it, I was like, "Yo, players, professional players are starting to be more viewed more and more like you and I when it comes to these type of things." Like, hey, man, he was injured. You know, his mental health is very, you know, important to him. And he didn't feel like he wanted to play the game no more. And this was a guy that was a, a football nerd. All he ate, sleep, and drank football. And for him to be injured this much and not want to play anymore says that he was done. He's done right now in his head. And that's not to say that he won't come back. But I can identify with that. Like, you know what I'm saying? We was, um, I was talking about it earlier with my wife. I was just like, yo, I'm tired of always being gone from from you guys and you know it's not as sexy as um it used to be as far as going to all these new places and traveling yeah. you know what i mean so that's nothing there injury but what i'm saying is you kind of get tired of certain things and having to deal with it over and over again and i think over it was an overwhelming positive response for people like all right man the dude ain't his heart ain't in it no more so he's quitting and he's saying that yeah so what can you say at that point i don't think you can say anything and it's just like you build up for these situations anyway. Like the team should have been built up to have somebody come and replace me. You probably ain't going to get the same production, uh, like out of a quarterback. Like you have your elites and he was one of the elites when uh, uh, quarterbacks, I would think, you know, he gave you that steady production. So you're going to have to go back and search that, but your team defense, all that should be built up enough where you're still going to have a salvageable, se salvageable season, I think. So, I think you got to respect this man's wishes on that whole deal and just, like, let him be. Like, hey, you never know. Like, next year he may be he in. He may want to come back. Yeah, yeah he, he may want to come up. back. And if he has to come back, I mean, if he comes back, he's coming back to your team. He can't go to no nowhere else. So, yeah. and then, uh, you know, the second question I had, uh, Frank, is, you know, everybody was getting on the fans. Oh, if I was at that game and that happened, oh, I'm booing. My, I'm booing. Just off strict, strictly off emotions. Hey, yeah, hey, off emotions that's going on, like, I came here, I'd had my hopes up high for my team right now, and you're walking away. Oh, I'm later on, 
I may apologize for this, <laughs> but in the moment, like this is what fans do. That's what you want them to do. You want them to cheer and like uh, to be heavily invested. Invested, like, like so. If you're in that moment, I got my kid here. I want to see luck. You like you, you like I said, you didn't bet on your whole season. Like, oh yeah, this is gonna happen. And that's Boom. how they, you know. Can you imagine finding out in the stands? Your phone going off, and then all of a sudden he walking out, and you like what in the like you didn't see that coming in weeks prior. You know, two three weeks ago he was talking. To, I think who he was talking to, Peter King or somebody like yeah. that, talking about he. It seemed like he had every intention on working through yet another setback and coming back when he could come back. But you know, uh, one thing I found funny, and I was talking to Adrico because you know I want to pick him up from the airport today. Yeah. On the way back, I was like, you know, it's funny how none of his injuries are disclosed. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what's going on with him, but anybody else. Like Cam Newton in his shoulder again. Right. You would know everything about it, but it's funny how certain injuries don't don't come out. Um, but I, I do think of, with the injury, man, I think how, that news didn't come out from him. He reacted to the news coming out. I think he already told the organization. Yeah. But there's a time and place for that. They could have controlled you know, that, that decision and it didn't have to happen at the game. And I don't think the fans would have reacted like that. And then, uh, I, I forgot who I was watching today, but they made a good point. If that's the last thing that that dude had to go, has to go off of, if this is indeed his last time playing, like that's kind of jacked, jacked up way to go out. You know what I mean? With them booing you after you've put your body on the line and, and life, you know, to be honest with you with that horrible line he has and, just to get booed, I just think it's a terrible thing, a way to go out, rather. And I think that was a big portion. You talk about that line. Like, they was giving him all these weapons around him, but then never built up that line and protecting him like he should have been because he was a uh, – well, he came in with RG3, so they were both, like, front-end type quarterbacks. And, uh, yeah, that don't hold up. I was saying, like, we just mentioned Cam Newton in his shoulder. Right. It don't hold up. Keep on running. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> yo, I mean, like I said, man, I think he'll come back next – Next year, I, I don't think this is something that's gonna be. A I think thing. this guy is done. You think he's done? Like he, I think he's done. Yeah, now, I'm, I'm. Maybe this is just me hoping, man, because he, he did look pretty dejected at that press conference, man. You want him to come back after thirty? Why not? I mean, oh, plenty of people are playing into their mid thirties to early forties. Tom Brady don't get injured. Uh, Every time he get touched, they make a new rule. Or he you just, can't look at that. Or he just go down. He don't even. <laughs> he don't even let himself get touched. Yeah. But yo, man, uh, but moving on, man. Talking uh, about people like what about Lamar Miller then? Yeah, is he out is it his ACL? ACL and MCL. Damn. Yeah. yeah it's yes. gonna be a complete like he's out for the season. Yeah, and um they still got that, that kid blue back there. Nah, they just picked up, up or no, did they get rid of him? No, nah, they got uh they picked up Duke Johnson, uh, from oh, yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, 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 they yeah, just yeah, picked yeah. him up. But like, they picked him up before he got hurt. Yeah, they picked him up as just like he was going to be the backup, and like you know he was going to handle more of the passing and stuff. Uh, yeah, he's, so he's middle. He was middle of the road in Cleveland. It wasn't nothing yeah. special. He just and Lamar Miller. What he just never did enough to get fired or nothing like that. Like he was a decent he bat. He had a he had a few thousand yard seasons. Yeah, but like. None of his plays are like stand yeah, yeah. out. It's like he's just a, he's just just a workman, man. He, yeah, you know he comes to work, gets his a thousand yards per year, and it's nothing flashy. It's just hard hard runs. But but damn, yeah, man. I I mean, I don't know what they were gonna do anyway. But uh, and that's a tough blow, man. Uh, tough blow. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to like get another running back. Uh, the team cuts are starting to go on now, like uh, getting down to the fifty-three man roster. Oh yeah, everybody's so somebody's back gonna by committee. Somebody, yeah, yeah. somebody's gonna get cut loose. But yo, your boy's back in La La Land, man. What are we talking about? We just switched the basketball over here. Your boy D twelve. Unless you got anything. Are y'all else? talking about the championship Lakers already? <laughs> Hell no. Man, I hope it and works out, man. They got one person drop, and we just replace him again. And now the talks again, like, oh, this person is not what he used to be. It won't even be what he used to be. If he's half what he used to be, we're talking about Dwight Howard here. Uh, he's back in, back to the Lakers. Uh, hopefully, Kobe can go talk to him. Listen, we, man, I, I just, I don't know how many times these teams are gonna figure it out, man. It's a lot of over the hill guys that that they be trying to pair with LeBron, just hoping that 
you know, that these guys are going to work out. Uh, you know, Wade didn't work out. There's quite a few older cats that came and played with LeBron that didn't work out, and they're just trying to plug and play. But if Dwight's serious, man, and all he all he focuses on is banging down there, um, rebounding in defense and not necessarily scoring because, you know, he can only score in one way, which is pretty much getting a lob thrown <laughs> at him to me. Yeah. Uh, if you can do those two things, then that's really all you need him for and let McGee spell him for a couple minutes. I will say the Lakers gave him the perfect type of contract. Yeah, for sure. For sure, because that dude is a goofball, man. Yeah, you don't get out of here before and you ain't getting jacked. So with that said, man, you got anything else on the sports? Nah. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, we'll be right back with Man Cave. Man, I don't know. I, I lost count of how, how many albums dropped. It was a lot. Between Tuesday and Friday. Well, I think it was probably about, I think I listened to probably about six, seven. Yeah, man. Start where, you start wherever you want to start, man. I'm going to start with the one that I was least impressed with. The one that we had high hopes, the one we was talking about. I'm going to talk about the Jeezy. All right, man. Let's get, let's get to it, man. Let's, let's, <laughs> TM 104. Let's get to it, man. What was your thoughts? Let's let's go. You had the long plane ride. You had plenty of time to actually listen at it, let it soak in. I I like it, but that's it. Like the same thing I said about the Ross is where it's it's not a bad album. It's just not. It's just consistent. It's just consistent. You know what I mean. And I I wish it went to a next level. But uh, I mean, he's starting off and he talking he talking real crazy with the uh, entrepreneur. Yeah, on Trappreneur, um, and then he had maybe a few songs after that that were dope. So he has he has them sprinkled in there, man. But it's just nothing that's stand out. Like it's just cheesy doing cheesy. It's not. What's this like six or seven albums that he had already now, right? And I don't feel like we got any growth like in his music. And I think that's my main little problem. Like it's not going anywhere. Like I can put in his original album. TM101, and then it's going to give me the same thing, right? going to give me that same vibe. Yeah, but I mean, what are you going to, like if you in album seven or whatever number this album is, let's say this is the seventh, sixth, seventh album. This is what he's giving us every album. So at this point, you keep coming, we keep coming back because we want that from Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? No. See, that's where I think you're wrong and me and me, you differ on this. Like, if I want that, I always that that album is there. The original album that gave me that is there. I want more. I want that growth. I want like how you elevate your like think about you at twenty and you right now. Like yeah. y'all, y'all you do totally different, right? Yeah. Like I, it was is an elevation to where you to to get you where you're at right now, right? I want that same little growth throughout somebody like musical career too. Like I want to experience it with you, like as as, as this whole apart, like the Jay Z's, the the Wayne's, the Drakes. You know what I mean? Like you go back, it's a they're improving on their craft, and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think he's like kind of improved on his flow, his song choices. Like it's the same. Yeah, you. I mean, you probably can put. Yeah, you probably can put them on from probably the last four or five years and albums that he was dropping and then just put it on repeat and you wouldn't know unless you really, really a devout Jesus fan, you wouldn't know that this came out four years ago versus exactly. just last week. And that's you know what, what I mean. And I don't I listen to it like three times and you know, it's it's probably not gonna make the rotation as a whole, but he definitely got, you know, some joints on there. Like I'm not gonna say he doesn't, but you know, initially I was like, ah, this is cool. It's, you know what I'm saying? But it's not trash. It's just one of those ones that's going to get looked over again because it's nothing special. When you got this, but then you got young boys like YB and Corday coming out and actually talking about stuff on the album, it's hard to go back to that. You know what I mean? Like, if you got somebody 20 years old talking about more growth stuff than you talked about on yours, that's right. that's the part I'm saying. Like he was like, like I said, man, I love that. That street talk, that that trap talk, I, I like it when it's done, done on a high level. And I don't, I don't think, I won't. Okay, I won't say he didn't do it on a high level. I just think that the beats, 
and the stories he decided to tell on this one gravitated to me. Like this, this one it just isn't for me as a whole. You yeah. know what I mean? This isn't one I'm gonna go champion and say, "Yo, yo, you gotta stop what you're doing. Listen to that Jeezy." Yeah, just not. Did you listen to the Little Brother? That's more of the same that you needed though. Like so, same Liddell. Like it, it, it gave you that vibe. Like man, this is very. It, it's just picking up right where the minstrel show it sounds left just out. like where they left off, man. So just like where they left off with. But their show. content was always there on a different. Like there ain't grown man, yeah, grown, grown man type rats. of stuff that you actually deal with. Like it's, it wouldn't even say like grown man. It's real life stuff that yeah. you like. So it's gonna resonate every with day, everybody, every day, not every just day. a trap, trap, trap. Like right, you know, everyday you know? people, everyday people, man. He had that. Uh, I think Fonte had a verse about you hit a verse with the he was talking about the twenty five year olds and sitting I think it was like sitting at home or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was just basically saying, like, you know, everybody has that point in their life where, you know, you just realize that I just want to go home, be with my family and, and chill out. I'm not into that life no more. Yeah. Um, but he was just it's just a lot of little gems like that in there, man. And uh Big Pooh, he definitely stepped his pen game up. Tremendously, yeah. like he had a lot of stuff he was saying in there that I related to. So, are you seeing what I'm saying coming off? Like, you see the growth through somebody's musical career versus what we was talking about with the Jeezy. It was just more of the same. Like he went that back and like really improved his pen game. Like everybody else getting a little bit more in depth. Like you've been around for a while. You've been featured on these songs with these great artists. Like you should like evolve and. That's what that's what I'm saying there. Right. So we we're not telling y'all don't go listen to the Jeezy. Like the Jeezy got some joints, man. It's just uh it's probably not for your everyday listen to and from work or at work. It's probably bump bump that in the gym type yeah. thing and you definitely gonna get it's just I think, you know, again, it's like where you listen to music sometimes. Like I was on a plane for most of the times I was listening to the Jeezy, so you can't really get those vibes that you typically would get from Jeezy when you're driving in your whip and you're making your errands and you're doing your thing around uh, around your neighborhood or whatever. Uh, so, but back to the little brother, man. I was super excited for this to drop. You know, they brought back Percy Miracles uh, <laughs> and a few other new characters uh, where they yeah. was pretty much dissing Percy Miracles. So that was pretty dope. And it's just, I, I like the whole vibe of the album, man. Like I said, it felt like that continuation of the menstrual show. I, it felt like, I, yes, it felt like I didn't, I felt like it. I didn't miss anything as far as uh, from that. They didn't miss a step. Yeah. For me, and uh, that would that's definitely in rotation. Every single song skits along with it. Like you have to listen to it from beginning to end. Yep. It's enjoy. like it gives me that little calm in the morning. Like that's my work love when I'm at work. Yeah, that's my get work my joint. Yep, that's my work joint. Getting that. my get my coffee. Get myself situated for the day. Yeah. That's that's that. Workman's vibe type yeah. of music, man. Like to and from work. Did you listen at that uh Jendaya? I think that's how you say it. Yeah, we probably butchering his name. Jadena Jadena. I think Jadena, that's how you say it. Yeah, eighty five to Africa. Uh, yeah, I, I listened to like maybe the first half. It's enjoyable and he's put you could tell he's putting in the work. And like he's improving on his craft every time. Uh, like he if you thought that you were just gonna get that classical man, Mr. Mr. Classic Man. Just all the time. That's, that's not, nothing that's, what you can expect if yeah. you listen to this. Like, it ain't no classic man crap on there, man. It's like he's getting to finally do what he wants to do as far as music-wise. And yeah. like I said, man, I'm halfway through, and I was thoroughly impressed with, with how good it sounds so far. I really like that album. I done went back to it a couple times. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out, man. I'm going to check it out based on your recommendation. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to finish it at 85, some point. 85 to Africa? yeah. Yeah, 85 to Africa. But uh, the album of the week, man, and, and probably going to be one of them albums that's going to be talked about, it's going to be Grammy-nominated, is Rhapsody's Eve. Kill it again. Yo, if she, she didn't get, she got nominated last time and didn't win. Yeah. Right? I, I, she I, don't think she, I don't think she won uh, for her last one, for Layla's uh, yeah. Wisdom. But for Eve, if it don't happen... I, then this, this this shit is rigged because not only does she put together a dope body of work, she puts together something that's for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to ever have that distinction again when we talk about her and try to say for a female rapper or for this rapper. I don't consider that when I'm, like, listening to her album. I don't consider female. Like, she is a dope lyricist. Just point. Period. Like, period. Don't say it no more. Like, she's, she's there. She's... 
one of the best rappers yeah, in the like game. Put put her up there period. with the other talk. Put her up there with the Kendricks. Put her up there with the Coles because truth be told, she's rapping on the same level as those dudes lyrically. Yeah. Making the same uh quality type of songs, quality albums. There's not one skip on this album. No. Not one skip. None. She got Queen Latifah. <laughs> she got Queen Latifah on here spitting. You know mm. what I'm saying? She got Jizza on here. She got uh who else she got on there? Um Cole. Cole is on there. I mean, it's an older song, but yeah. still one of her doper songs to join her. Man, but she came with them first two, three joints. Uh, yeah, that, that <sighs> second one, I think, was the one. Ooh. And then she started addressing, talking about, like, hey, oh, yeah, even she, don't put me in that little talk. Don't like put I, me in that category. With yeah. Them. Look, we ain't going to be able to cover everything. Shoot, a standout album for me was Snow Allegra. And uh, the album was called uh, Those Feels Again. No, R&B. You ain't listen to that R&B I one? I heard it. Ah, see, see. So there you go, man. Uh, definitely a dope album, man. And she sounds phenomenal throughout the entire uh, album. That's one I listened to on the plane and set the mood, man. The entire ride was super relaxing. Her voice is like, you know, pretty dope. And she had some, she had some ill um I'm going to have to call flips. you out on this. You threw out 35 albums for me to listen to this week. You was on the 13-hour plane ride. You listened to two albums. Yeah, man, I had I had Netflix. I had uh, I had a lot of things to cover, man. I had to cover some Netflix shows. Well, you know, we also got our couch potato segment. Man, you know what I'm saying? But you could be dedicated to one little deal. Uh, you can finish up these. No, okay. The so people need listen, your opinion, but man. Listen, but look at what I listened to. I listened to four albums. How much more you want me to listen to? I want you to listen to every last one that you took put on for me to listen to. No, just listen to it. It's not, you ain't got to cover every last thing, man. That's not what I put on the list for. It's to, for you to get to it when you get to it. This isn't... We we about to go and deep dive every. Last we ain't got one a deep them. dive, but I definitely want an opinion. Like you gotta get these no, opinions. This, sometimes you could just say, "Hey, this is what's out there, man. Just check it out. He's a dope artist. I've listened to his previous. I guess work. we'll wait for your playlist and then listen yeah. on that little. Yeah, level. whatever, whatever I draw from it is what I draw from it. But I'm just trying to make you aware that came out. I'm, there's no way, especially with last week. How you gonna listen to 50, 12 albums? So if y'all don't know, like me and Cash have been going back and forth for a minute. On this music thing, uh, usually every year we have like our little end of the year little segment where we figure out who could create the best playlist or introduce the best music wise. And I what? feel like what he's doing right now is kind of like flooding my plate, so I lose. And like he's hiding these other gems somewhere, and I know it's gonna come back to bite me at the end of the year. He getting me to just listen to all these Pee Wee the Long Way. Hey man, Jade, I, my opinions. <laughs> I, I look, that don't mean that he gonna make the list. That's all that. That's just what came out this week, and I was like, oh shit, new Pee Wee, long way. All right, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, check out that Snow Allegra, man. She's uh, she's pretty dope, man. Uh, that's probably one of the best R&B albums that I've heard this year, or will be in my top five for sure. So hey, we gonna jump right back into the couch potato segment. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the couch potato segment. I had a lot of time to sit on that plane and watch my movies and my shows, man. You know, got a lot of caught up, man. What did you watch this week? I did finish up Stranger Things finally. Okay. Okay. How'd you feel about that one? We, man, uh, I, I, when we I, talked I, about it earlier. We were like season two was probably better than this one. No. You didn't think so? No. I really like the horror aspect that they went for on this one. So like, yeah. I was I was kind of shocked though, like nobody actually spoiled it for me, like as long as it took me to watch it. But like, yeah, on binge shows, like that's that, to say I, something about the whole show. Well, as, as a whole. It went the horror aspect. I'm pretty sure people don't like the horror aspect. I love that little direction that they took. Yeah. I hope they keep diving down that that route. I'm excited for. Oh, I wasn't mad at it. Come. But uh, I will say it kind of started off a little bit slow for me as far as the uh, you know the action. But once it got to it. Oh, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Maybe the last three to four episodes. I did have one more thing on Netflix that came out this week. Dave Chappelle. Did you watch stand it? up? Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Uh, okay. I got home yesterday. I was first <laughs> thing I was turned on. I was like, man, put the kids in bed, get them out of there. Like, hey, about to watch this. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, if you haven't watched it, 
Yeah, spoiler alert, we might might put some jokes out there that he said, <laughs> man. He's probably the reason why this dude is a genius, man, is he can pretty much say anything out of his mouth. And and everybody's laughing with him. Yeah. Everybody's laughing with him and they're not they're not taking it personal and they're allowing him to be a some damn people, comedian. Some people take it personal, but I, I like that he stands behind it. Like this is a joke. If you take it personal, go ahead. Right. I'm so, gonna get off these jokes though. Yeah, the whole uh LGBT <laughs> bit. And he had he had me dying on that one, no, man. I watched man. it uh, this morning and I, I was cracking up at fucking like five in the morning. It's just like, yo, man, he's a genius, man. Yo, when he got to the part where he was talking about, hey, yeah, we got this uh, heroin epidemic. Just say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just say no. With it. it ain't easy, is it? Right, right, <laughs> it's right. Like, yeah, he, he related it. He related it to the black and the crack epidemic. He was just like saying the heroin epidemic is now in uh, white America. And now they're they're scrambling like we were scrambling in the 80s and 90s and uh, saying those slogans just don't work. Like, just say no. Right, right. And yeah, man, it was pretty dope, man. So everybody go check out that Dave Chappelle uh, Sticks and Stones, man. Um, also, I got into Mindhunter, so I don't know if you've watched Mindhunter before on Netflix. Have you caught that before? I caught the first episode. All right, so uh, definitely check that out. I'm about halfway through it. I, I'm enjoying it so far. That's probably one of my uh, shows that I liked as far as last year that was ranked in my, my top 10 as far as um, you know overall seasons or series, rather. Uh, 13 Reasons Why came back out. I know you haven't probably watched that at all. Actually, I watched that with the wife. Okay. So yeah, you, yeah. you enjoy that. So that's no. out for season three. I didn't, but I, I watched it with the wife. I spent my time. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but I haven't checked out the full season. My wife already watched it without me. Yeah. Uh, so it came out, you know, I was gone for the week. So that's what she does. She's a habitual uh, show watcher that we watch together. So, you know, we don't even watch shows together no more. Yeah. But that's uh that's out. So we'll uh, discuss that in you know some detail next week. Yeah. When we watch uh, the whole thing together, and then also uh, QB One Beyond the Light season three, that came out on Netflix. So I know that's something that you'll be interested. Yeah, in. I may check that out. But yeah, man, uh, I think with that said, man, that's all we got, man. Another great pod, man. Yeah, another one. Another one. So that's episode. It's epi- damn episode nineteen. We done went. This hey, long. we almost there, man. <laughs> we went this. We went this hey, long. This I didn't even a- know what episode we was on, man. Uh, we would like to continue to grow. So with that said, like if you could uh, rate us on iTunes. Yep. Yep. I'm going to uh, definitely give you guys the, the way to do it on Instagram again. That's DSC underscore podcast. We're on Twitter. Same thing. DSC underscore podcast. We now have a YouTube. Same name. You can find us anywhere. Uh, we're going to have this up on YouTube, uh, the relationship segment pretty soon here. And then, uh, yeah, but you can reach us in any of those those methods. Check us out. Um, just look in our bio, and you can find Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you want to listen to uh, a song. It's available. So If there's some things that we're not catching, too, on this uh, music-wise, and you think that we should be listening at it, shoot it our way. Hit us up on Instagram. Let us know. Yeah, we'd love, we'd love to review some some of the stuff that you guys are into or, um, you know, any type of type movies or, or series that you want us to watch. We'll definitely deep dive into that. So just let us know. But with that said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Hit us up at DSC underscore podcast on the gram or send us an email at don't sleep on the couch at gmail.com. Thank you for coming to sit with us. See y'all next week.